0: thanks for downloading this episode from Teachers Talk Radio. You can find the full schedule and listen back to all our shows at ttradio.org. Enjoy the podcast.
1: This is Teachers Talk Radio and you are listening live.
2: Hello, welcome to tonight, the 5th of May's Twilight Show with me, Maxine Hounds. This evening, we're going to be thinking about all things barriers. What's getting in your way? What's holding you back? What's stopping you from reaching your goals? What is stopping you from being the best version of yourself? All things barriers. This
1: is Teachers Talk Radio and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org. Or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TTRadio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio.
2: Thank you. Great to be with you here um, this evening um, to think about all things barriers related. So we'll think about our own barriers. We'll think about what it is that holds us back. And let's have a think as well about what might actually be holding other people back. What about those young people, those students, those children, those pupils, whoever it is that you work with? What's getting in their way? What's stopping them from being the best that they can possibly be from achieving what well, their goals? Do they even know what their goals are? I'd love to hear from you about all things barriers. So let's have a little think and let's hear um, from that fabulous jingle again. Just a moment, bear with me. So barriers, what is it? What are yours? What are your barriers?
1: You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teacher's Talk Radio.
2: Well, slight technical error there. It's not the end of the show. In fact, here we are. We're just at the beginning. This
1: is Teacher's Talk Radio, and you are listening live.
2: Hello, thank you. Welcome again. Slight false start this evening, what can I say? Um, But here we are. Welcome to The Twilight Show. It is always a nice wind down into the weekend after a long week and what an excited week it has been. We're here to talk all things barriers. What's getting in your way? What's stopping you?
1: This is Teachers Talk Radio and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Well,
2: it has been an exciting week this week on Teachers Talk Radio and I can't promise um, to top or even begin to equal some of the excitement and some of the real challenging discussion and debate that's been on
1: you've been listening
2: and you still are listening so let's not just jump straight to the end of the show which seems to be having a little bit of a jingle nightmare this evening so let's have a think about barriers what's holding us back and what's What's, I've been having a think about what it is maybe in my life that's been holding me back. What is it? What is it that's been getting in my way? And this, this has been my focus this week on social media, to have a think about all things barriers and to reflect what is it that gets in the way. So this evening, on the Friday night Twilight Show, on the Wind Down to the Weekend, when we start to have a look at barriers this evening, at about six forty five we have the Fabulous Josh Bell. Um, assistant head at the Academy of Central Bedfordshire and he's going to join us and he'll be talking um, about barriers from his perspective. He leads on personal development across the uh, major alternate provision there in Central Bedfordshire, fantastic school and he is going to be here and he's going to talk about barriers, both things that he's felt and he's faced but also having a little bit of a perspective about what's going on there sometimes for some of the students that they work with. And and, over there at the Academy of Central Bedfordshire, um, I can see that listening, we've got Claire in the studio as well. We've got Claire listening in. Thank you, Claire, and hello to you. um, Who we spoke to last week about all things. Hello, Claire, nice that you've dropped us a little message there. Brilliant, lovely to hear from you. And again, another brilliant member of staff there at the Academy of Central Bedfordshire. Um, And good to see see you're here with us so thinking about barriers thinking about all things barriers what gets in your way which ones of these are real so we all face barriers we all reach times where there is a a block in the road and and this week if you if you follow me um, Maxine underscore coaching on Twitter you'll see that I posted a picture of myself actually this week um, where I I just had a little bit of a reflection as I was driving around and and found that my way was blocked on my on my way home as I was driving about and it was it was rather irritating I have to say and um it was only then when I was running later I thought well let's let's have a think about barriers let's have a think about all the things that actually get in our way and and as coaches and as, as school teachers barriers are something that we we come across really really quite regularly and we always meet students who can't do something can they really not do it or is that something that is just stopping them what is it is it a real barrier is it is it like that physical roadblock barrier that's there or is it something that is actually in their mind still means it's real for them, still means it's real for us when we have those barriers. But is it something that that we can shift? Is it something that with a bit of work we can move on? So that's what that's what I'd love to hear from you. What are your what are your barriers? Where do you where do you go? What do you think? And I'll tell you a few stories about mine. I'll tell you a few things a few things that I've encountered um when I've been thinking about barriers and with, with some of the things that I've I've actually found out and some of the things that i've I've reflected on so this week's blog all about barriers and all about things that are getting in our way um just some of the things again based on some research based on some things that i've found in coaching some of the things that i've found as a school teacher um and again that that is my background being a teacher and being a teacher and then a head teacher after that what what are they and I found that these start to come in a few different themes. So I thought I'd talk through some of those and what I'd love to hear from you um, and, and Clint and Claire, if you're both there and any other listeners that we've got um, who are in this evening, I can see that there are a couple online and there are a couple of others lurking out there. I'd love to hear what you think about this. So drop us a message. Um, drop us a message here on podbean share that what do you think what do you think about barriers post something on twitter i'll put on twitter as well if you if you um, tag me in um, maxine coaching let's have a little look you've seen that we're on there so let's let's have a look and i'll start off having a think about barriers so the first thing is about pursuing the right goals so If we're finding that there's a barrier, there's something in the way, it's stopping us getting to to our goals. Is that some way that, that you're getting a message that you might not be chasing the right goals? So goals are a funny thing. Hello, Leanne. Fantastic to see that you're here listening. We're talking all things goals. So I'd love to hear what you think. Are you chasing the right goals and and picking and thinking about what it is you want to achieve, whether that be in the short term, medium term or long term? Are they the right goals or are you just working towards things that you should be working towards? So if we think about our teaching careers, how many of us at some point have found that we've reached a block in our progress? We've reached a block with those sort of promotions with where we're going with what, what we're working to because we're just working towards a goal that we think we should have so we think we should be working towards being a deputy head or we should be working towards staying in in a mainstream setting or we should be working towards being a head or a ceo or or, or whatever it is like that and we find we're getting a block there what is that goal right for us are we looking at, at the right schools at the right settings at the right at the right types at the right type of job to be honest is it that we're just copying and following what someone we look up to has done what path they've taken in life set that goal for ourselves and is that even right so that first barrier that one that that really important one actually that barrier that's there If you're continually hitting that roadblock, it's really, really helpful sometimes, I think. And I'd love to hear what you think. Drop your messages in the chat or call in. And I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to speak to any of you. Like I said, we've got fabulous Josh here at about 6 45 really looking to looking forward to hear about hear, um from josh and hearing him talk about all things barriers for us as well and and tell us his own experiences and also some things about the students that he works with but are you chasing the right goals so again do those goals link to your values are you chasing goals that actually are about earning lots of money and how many people have been in the, the wrong job so I, many teachers that i've met i've gone into teaching as a second career their first career was something that was far more lucrative earning loads 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 more money and now they've come into teaching finding themselves progressing much better their goals are in line with their values what do you think what about your behaviors what are you doing is is the way you're acting actually really truly in line with your values so when you're going towards getting those goals when you're going towards achieving what it is that you want to do does that mean that you're acting in a way that fits with who you are and and what you want to be so the example i used is well if you're you know one of your goals is about hitting a six-figure salary and, and one or two of those do exist in the education world. Uh, mostly in the world of CEO, or, or earning a load of money, or you want a big consumerist lifestyle. There's not going to be many people probably chasing that in teacher world, fortunately, because that's what you learned when you were young was really important. You might find that those blocks towards getting that are coming up because that's not right for you. Maybe family, maybe other values, other important things are more important to you. So that's the first one, the right goals. And being able to act in a way that is in line with your values, what's important to you. Otherwise, otherwise you will naturally find some of those values. Next one I'm going to come up to come to is one that is. People are so well-meaning when they offer you advice, when they tell you what to do, and quite often that can create a real barrier. And if you just follow blindly that advice, it can start to mean that you're not making much progress you're not getting towards where you want to be so well-meaning individuals can be really quick Oh yes (laughs) leanne says too many opinions and not advice i find so right i mean those well-meaning potentially individuals yes (laughs) career and dating advice and don't we all know that leanne yeah so People are really quick to tell you what they think you should do aren't they and and that'll be based on their experience maybe or their perception of what's right and Actually, for us, that's not very helpful, so sometimes it can actually be respected people who are giving us that career advice or dating advice or what you ought to do um and leanne, thank you for that that's absolutely brilliant but it might feel wrong to us and we might still feel a bit compelled to follow it because there might be someone that we respect there might be somebody that we know really really well and we you know we think the world of these people but that doesn't necessarily make it right that doesn't make it right for us to be following that so you know really right and that falling in the advice trap that is block number 3 Alright, Block number four. Have you become disconnected from your truth and your purpose? It's a bit like values for that one. And again, it can link to opinions and it can link to, to other people's advice as well. Are you really working towards the right thing? So we all live in a world where people are full of opinions about social norms, the things you ought to be doing you ought to be getting a job that pays more you ought to be getting a bigger house you ought to be ought to be ought to be think of any examples of that you faced that and so we find ourselves operating in these really outdated social norms and i i really really think that the world is fortunately finally starting to take a little bit of a turn on this one and Those social norms about what is a good job and what what makes you a respected person is about having a job that pays more. It's got status, got a fancy job title. But actually, maybe continually chasing that, that's not part of your truth. That's not part of your purpose. If your intrinsic, if your real belief is that you want to make a difference sounds a bit corny but lots of us are here in teaching because we want to have that impact we want to help shift these barriers for young people because we want to see them doing really really well um acting in line with those provides us with a, a real intrinsic motivation so there's the you know you know that the difference between the extrinsic um motivations the pay the benefits the status and I don't know if um, any of you have got friends like mine that that seem to quite like playing um, job title top trumps with their their emails with the, the fancy job title at the bottom. It's, it's you know we've always got one, haven't we? That's a, a global key account director and you think how can you make that sound any fancier? And you know in teaching, do we sometimes go a little bit around that job title rather than sometimes thinking about actually. Just chasing the extrinsic award, the pay, the benefits, the status. Actually, if we think about what is our truth, what is our purpose, that will lift that block. That means we won't feel as blocked. Here's a Biggie coming next. Okay. Leanne, Claire, I hope you're um Big Z and ready and, and any other some of the other listeners that are are there elsewhere lurking at the moment um are you staying here's a big question big block to all of us is about that safety comfort zone okay what do we do that keeps us safe and it's really understandable that we we want to stay safe so a bit like you know when i when i came to that roadblock and i'm not going to create an horrendous health and safety nightmare by moving the roadblock but actually, you probably physically could get through it, but you would have to navigate yourself quite carefully around a fairly sizable hole in the ground. Um, and so we don't do that. We keep, we keep that big barrier there to keep us safe. Now, when it, when it is actually a hole in the ground and when it is actually a, you know, a real safety thing, like not allowing people to drive their cars down the road, that's absolutely right. But what about other things in our life where we stay in that safe zone? where we keep doing things that we know we're good at, that we know we'll get by all right with, that we know we're not actually putting ourselves out there. So what is it? What is that? What are we doing that's staying safe? And sometimes we can stay safe with that barrier there blocking us. Actually, sometimes from leaving something, that isn't even any good, that's actually quite hard. So let's have a let's have a read. So let's let's have a look. Claire, thank you. Claire's given us a really good opinion. I love that. Claire, the right goal is why I moved from mainstream to alternate provision. Yes. And that's really interesting, isn't it? Thinking about values, thinking about what drives you, thinking about motivation and purpose. Claire um you you state there really clearly that you wanted more for the students in terms of goals than just exam results well that's a really tough one isn't it for us sometimes what what is it that we as as teachers and as school leaders um and you know Leanne love to hear from you about this we we have to sometimes work for those goals that are set out for us in the organization we're working in and that's you know i think that's fascinating and then we we can sometimes then find some actual roadblocks some blocks some barriers in our way that's stopping us really flourishing in that setting and and claire you're absolutely right that that that's really understandable there and i think we are in a system that is very much driven around exam results around clear goals like that, and working towards those. If that's not what drives you in your heart, totally. That move to AP wasn't scary, but changing from a role that you'd won for about seven years was. But I'm glad you did, though. Totally, totally. And that's fascinating. Thanks for sharing that. That's brilliant. So, this whole idea about safety and comfort zone. That can be a huge barrier for us that can be a that can be a real one about holding us back and you know if we think about it, our brain's first and foremost job is about keeping us alive. That's the biggest job that our brain should be doing so it's no surprise that our brain actually stops and puts up barriers that stops us leaving that little safe comfort area and and i'll be be totally honest. I've been in roles there that haven't necessarily been bringing me joy and comfort and I might have found pretty stressful. And I found myself staying and hanging on in there for some time because there's that element of wanting to stick with it, not wanting to make that change, because that's really, really difficult. I'd really love to hear from you about more of this. So, again, really good question that I like to ask people. When you're looking to make a change, and teachers think about this, what happens if you do nothing? That barrier stays there. And the really exciting question is, what's the worst thing that can happen? And Claire, if you'd asked yourself that when you were moving from being really, really, and you know, from seven years in a, in one particular job, doing doing really well, if you you know you stayed there for seven. Going into alternate provision, which is a massive step, ask there what's the worst you can happen. Ask there and, you know, come back and have a think. And how's it gone? Your last comment was so glad you did it. Fantastic. So moving on to another barrier. OK, so a bit similar to staying in your comfort zone lacking confidence in yourself laughing lacking your own self-belief that fear of failure that fear of putting yourself out there is a major block for many people i'd love to hear any of your reflections on that what do you think have you heard that about thinking about that block of going oh my goodness i can't do it what will people say (sighs) yeah my goodness that i'd love to hear if you've had any of those blocks any of those times that you have heard that you've you've not necessarily had that self-belief in yourself you just couldn't you couldn't quite you didn't think you could do it what will people say what if i get it wrong i don't think i'm good enough to do that so i i decided a a couple of weeks ago just by by sending um, an email that i would try something new that i would try putting myself forward to um, present a teacher talk radio show i won't lie to any of you absolutely terrified absolutely terrified at going out there because in terms of putting yourself out there and saying my goodness i'm going to do this what will people think and i think what's really important there is about actually separating any feedback you get for doing that thing with with who you are as a person and actually keeping that difference and knowing that any feedback good bad or indifferent is just about that thing you're doing it's not about who you are as a human being that can sometimes help to shift that barrier a little bit to help to make that move to get past that particular roadblock and again that can be a huge one that can be a huge one that belief in yourself particularly when like leanne said there's lots of people out there with opinions opinions not necessarily advice you should do this you should do that those same people that are giving opinions we can sometimes be waiting for them to judge what if we say i know they're going to judge I know they're going to judge. That's all about them. That's not about me. Claire's come up with a question. Oh, Claire, it's a lovely question. What if you flip the question and ask yourself, what would you think if someone else made that decision? The decision that you are maybe about to make yourself. So step about and step it as if you're looking at somebody else. I think that treating yourself as if you're you are there is is really fascinating. Hi Hannah, we're talking all things barriers this evening. All things barriers. Welcome. Um welcome. We've got at 7.45, we have 6.45, sorry, we have got the fabulous Josh joining us, um, who is an assistant head at an alternate provision, and he's going to be giving us his steer on barriers and what barriers maybe he's faced and what barriers young people that he works with face and what we do to shift them so we're on self-belief at the moment on believing in yourself and Claire I've got another question that I like tell me what you think to this one and again give me any more that you've gotten that you like or that you've thought about what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? So we can use that all the time, I think, as teachers when we're trying something new. What what could you do if you you know you're going to try something new? You're going to put your what are you going to do if you know you're going to be successful? What ideas can you have that you're going to go with? Then it just gives you that extra little bit of little bit of confidence. And I wonder if when we're thinking about about working with children and young people, I wonder how that that would land. Okay so what about barriers faced by young people that's where i want to go and want to start to think about next and again particularly with with josh joining us we know statistics tell us the education endowment fund tells us and we've got this fantastic pupil premium funding and we know now that it's really important that we think carefully about what are the particular barriers that young people we're working with face and that then we use that menu of of approaches to try and make sure we address those barriers. What do you think about that? What barriers are you seeing commonly coming up? Again, teachers out there in the classroom, what, what is it? What is it that you're really seeing? What are the things you're seeing people struggle with? There's a lot going on there, isn't there? I saw a I saw a message come up and it vanished. I've missed that one. I hope somebody else will come will come and bring that um, on a little bit later. So if we know what those barriers are, there's another thing just here. Just thinking on on barriers and thinking about how we work with barriers and how we think about this ourselves it's really useful to know what those barriers are so again you're thinking as a teacher where you're where you're at in your teaching career what you're working on at the moment what is it you're you're trying to achieve what is it that you want to do well at you know be the best teacher that you can be what is it are you are you thinking about that next step of promotion are you thinking about a move to a different place what what is it you're thinking have you got anything in front of you that's making you feel a little bit stuck and you're not quite getting there at the moment if you are and think about some of those things that we've talked about this evening just in terms of those barriers what are they is the goal is what you're really working for is that the thing that you want to be is that right are you chasing the right goal are you thinking about okay Those goals being absolutely, totally in line with your barriers. How is that going to work? How is that? How does that fit in? Are you falling into that trap where you're just getting lots and lots and lots of advice? Is that something that's happening for you? Because that's not very helpful. We know that that's not very helpful just to face lots and lots of advice. And that might help for the people. They might be being well meaning when they're giving us that advice, but it's not helpful to us. Having a think are you maybe becoming a little bit disconnected from actually what it is you believe in life, your truth and your purpose? What is it? What's going on there? And big ones here are you just sitting in your comfort zone? Are you staying at that school teaching that one subject? or teaching that one year group that one class where are you going are you just sitting there doing that because it's safe have you stayed in the same school or have you maybe thinking about taking that little bit of a risk and stepping out of your comfort zone claire thanks for sharing that that was fantastic that you you know you shared your move to alternative um, education and again that one then about do you believe in yourself okay What if you couldn't fail? And again, like Claire's question then, what would you think if somebody else made that decision? Reflect on it, put that back yourself. So going those, um, thinking about those barriers, that's really helpful and, and understanding that a little bit, that's definitely, definitely useful, definitely helpful. However, if we just get stuck on that all the time, those barriers can just end up getting bigger and bigger and bigger and not necessarily um not necessarily being very useful to us so what we might want to think instead what we might want to really think about is um being really really focusing on where we want to be and thinking about that instead and thinking instead of Just getting focused on those barriers what can we do and where can we get past that how can we make sure that that fits in and that that is something that's that we're definitely heading towards okay just reflecting on that i'd love to hear what you've got to say i'd love to hear if you've got any any barrier talk and we're just going to take a pause and then going to be heading towards the news
1: This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News.
3: ASCAL is due to ballot members for the first time in its history. The four education unions will ballot over strike action this term and, if backed by members, would see action stretching into next year and could lead to full school closures. The government continues to hold its position that the most recent pay offer is fair and reasonable and that next year school funding will be at its highest level in history. Schools Week covers the further implications of school funding issues in a story about the cuts some headteachers are making. In a survey conducted by the National Foundation for Education Research for the Sutton Trust, it was found that schools are cutting back on school trips teaching assistants and IT equipment to help balance stretch budgets. Responses from 1,428 primary and secondary teachers show 50% of senior leaders said their school had cut back on trips and outings this year. Schools in the most disadvantaged areas were most likely to be impacted by cuts to trips. The research suggests that in secondary schools, leaders are also cutting back on subject choices at both GCSE and A level. The Department for Education has estimated schools overall could afford £2.4 billion in new spending between 2022 and 2024 before facing net pressure on their budgets. But the Confederation of School Trusts warned its members could face a prolonged period of financial challenge due to pay rises and other increasing costs if more funding was not forthcoming. The Sutton Trust's poll also showed that some school leaders are using pupil premium funding to plug budget gaps. The report also underlines the issue of recruitment into the sector, with the NFER predicting that the DfE will again miss its recruitment into initial teacher training target this year. Meanwhile, the TES focused on a DfE funding rule change to help schools hit by falling pupil numbers due to a decline in birth rate. Schools that are not rated good or outstanding will be eligible for additional funding. Other changes will be introduced from 2024 to 25, and councils will set expectations around the minimum funding they must provide to support schools with significant increases in pupil numbers. Schools with more than one site will also receive extra funding where they need to duplicate services over multiple sites. Falling birth rates mean there are projected to be half a million fewer pupils in English state nurseries and primaries in 2028, compared with 2022. nurseryworld.co.uk reports on the findings of its recent survey into staff wellbeing around Ofsted inspections. In the article on its website, it reports that over 3,000 owners, managers and staff responded to questions around mental health and wellbeing and the impact of inspections. Many responded that they felt increased stress and anxiety in the run-up to an inspection, with many having sleepless nights and some suffering from panic attacks and depression. The possibility of losing funding, should a setting be judged inadequate, was also mentioned. Full details of the survey can be found on the Nursery World website. The Guardian reports that a record figure of £4.8 billion interest has been added to student debt in Britain last year. The government has more than doubled the amount of money it makes from charging interest on student loans as graduates face borrowing costs of almost twice the rate set by the Bank of England. The Office for National Statistics said the accrued interest had doubled from £2.3 billion in the previous year. The forecast average debt among the cohort of students who started their course in 2021 and 22 is £45,800 when they complete their course. Finally, The Morning Star in Scotland reports that increased spending per school pupil is failing to deliver improved outcomes. Spending per pupil has risen to £8,500 in Scotland, compared with around 7200 across England, Wales and Northern Ireland. But attainment in Scotland is not on a similarly rising trajectory. Research by the Institute for Fiscal Studies shows that despite having the highest spending per pupil across the UK for a long period, Test scores in reading, maths and science have either stayed the same or have been going down. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox.
1: This
4: is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your Tech Briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello! This week I'm going to attempt to explain in simple terms how the internet works. Let's take this Tech Briefing for example. I know every single one of you at some point have thought how on earth can someone who makes a recording in one part of the world be broadcast globally to thousands of people and there'll be very few errors. I won't even go off when you go under a bridge. Although I did give Tom Rogers a lift once and can tell you he's so radio he stopped talking when I drove through the Mersey Tunnel. For the internet to work, a way of allowing people to simultaneously use the same cables had to be created. The traditional phone call method could not be used, because this would limit the number of users. If computers made a dedicated connection like a phone call does, then there would be a lot of waiting going on. Imagine if you had to wait in line for a download. You are 457th in the queue. Your download is important to us. Please listen to this monotonous music while you wait. It simply wouldn't catch on. So. What happens? Data is transmitted in a similar way to the postal system. Just a lot quicker. Right now, this podcast is arriving on your device in a series of packets. Packets are really small chunks of data that can be sent from device to device via routers. Without getting too geeky on you, the host server gets a request from you when you press play. The request says start sending me the packets of the audio chocolate you know as Steve Woods's tech briefing. And like chocolate, it's split into chunks. These chunks are given an address to get to, an address of where they came from, some other information like the type of file being sent so your device knows which application to open it in and a number so the packets can be ordered and rebuilt when they arrive. These packets are directed over the internet by routers that use the address information to direct them and then rebuilt by your device once they arrive. Because packets are so small and can be forwarded rapidly, lots of computers can send data at the same time and keep everybody connected. So next time you are using the internet, consider that what you are looking at has probably been split into thousands of packets routed across the world and being rebuilt in a matter of milliseconds for you to enjoy. As always, if you have a tech question, why not send it to Official? I'm Steve Woods. And that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers
1: Talk Radio.
2: Well, how appropriate to have a tech briefing after my minor tech barrier there and and fascinating to hear that actually, that's great. So really interesting, just reflecting on the news there. I don't know whether um, anybody else who's listening had uh, spotted that we're thinking all things barriers. We're thinking about things that hold us back. And then, as teachers, we sit and we hear in the news all that reflection about budgets and and how tight budgets have been. And my goodness, anybody else in the the teaching world felt that funding as being the major roadblock, the thing that has got in the way of you necessarily doing all the things you want to do. And something that jumped off the page for me and i'd love to hear what what you think about this as well something that jumped off the page there for me was around that that pupil premium funding when it it just put out that that school budgets have been so tight that some schools are just using them to to plug gaps in spending and know that that, um Eef research about barriers and the, the menu of responses and thinking about the specific barriers to to the students in your school and how to actually get the best for children when we've then got those those constraints and some schools are, are having to really think about how they're they're filling in and and doing some other things then with with that pupil premium funding that that's really challenging isn't it and again helps us to think a little bit more about barriers anyway moving on a little bit because we have our our guest for today with us and and our guest who um i shall let introduce himself in in just a moment um is joining us to talk all things all things barriers so josh i'm going to to bring you off mute and I'm going to say hello. Hello to you Josh.
0: Good evening. How are you?
2: I'm well. Thank you Josh. How are you?
0: Yeah, very well, thank you.
2: Happy Friday. Long weekend ahead.
0: Yes, exactly. And a short week as well to be fair, so not too bad.
2: Okay, short week and long weekend. So again we are officially on that wind down into the weekend which is fantastic. Good to hear from you and really really pleased thank you for being here this evening. So Josh, um if you could tell us a little bit about about yourself, about, about your school, what it is you do, and then then I'm going to to ask you some questions about your thinking about about barriers, uh, Josh. So yeah, go on, Josh. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what your role
0: is. No worries. Um so I teach at an alternative provision called the Academy of Central Bedfordshire, um, which is an alternative provision secondary school. Um, Serving students um, from year seven to year 11. Um, And I've been at the school um, since I was an NQT. Um, So this is my eighth year in teaching. So I actually did my NQT year at the ACB, which in itself was a challenge. Um, Mm -hmm. And there were lots of, I suppose you could call them barriers at the time for me then as well, because it was, uh, you know, it's a challenging environment to work in at times. Um, But, you know, I'm a PE teacher by trade um and i was a a PE teacher ahead of year um, and then head of department and now i'm the assistant head teacher um in charge of personal development um so yeah it's been a roller coaster of a ride for the last eight years Uh, it's been it's a it's a fantastic place to work yeah um it's an extremely rewarding job um it does have its challenges it does have its barriers but um you know in the end it is a it is a brilliant place to to be able to work and to be able to you know it sounds a bit bit cheesy but to you know make a real difference to the the students lives that we get come through our doors
2: and that bit about a real difference that's make make no apology for for any cheese with that i'm quite happy to provide the (laughs) the crackers to go with that cheese josh make no apology (laughs) whatsoever um and it it is it, it is a fabulous place where you work i know that and you make a real difference and you help every day um lifting barriers out of the way for young people so we'll talk in a minute about barriers for young people and barriers for you but first a reflection on that career that's a really unusual career um, you know by definition there aren't many alternate provisions out there and so somebody starting their career as an nqt in an alternate provision is, is something that's a little bit different so um, aside from the other things that we're going to talk barriers tell us a little bit about what what took a um a, a student a pe teacher into alternate provision in that in that starting point
0: so um it's it's funny really because i was actually working at, um at the yep. end of sort of my uh university degree i was working yep. at center parks and yep. uh, i actually <laughs> spoke to, to someone in the restaurant and he was like oh i've got uh, it was it was at the time when i was looking for jobs and he was like oh I've, I've got a pe job available you should come and have a look um he did tell me at the time that it was alternative provision yeah um and if i'm honest i didn't know loads about alternative provisions i was a bit yeah. naive and I, I didn't know that these sorts of schools even existed if i'm honest um which looking back now i think wow you know i you know now i've, I've been there for so long i can't believe i didn't know they were about before but mm. um yeah no i think you know it's one of those it's one of those environments that you either you either love it or you don't yeah
2: um,
0: for me i absolutely oh. do sorry gone.
2: No, no, no. I don't want to interrupt you. You're our fabulous guest, Josh. Keep going.
0: No, that's okay. It's just that, you know, um, you know, as soon as I went uh, for a tour, um, you know, I just saw the real desire that the teachers had at the time um, and the extra mile that they went for students. You know, I've been on placements in in many mainstreams and and seen some brilliant practice as well. Um, But I just saw something a little bit different about the ACB. yeah, and that's what made me apply, and you know, and I was, you know, thankfully I was successful at interview, and you know, the rest is rest is is history now. To be fair, I haven't looked back. I've, you know, I've been able to mm. progress well, and I've had lots of yeah. great opportunities, which has been fantastic. And the school has grown. You know, the school was only two years old when I started, and we, you know, we're celebrating our tenth anniversary this summer. Um, which is fantastic and yeah the school has come such a long way over the years you know um, it's it's come on leaps and bounds and it's improved and we've grown um, in terms of staffing and student numbers Um, you know we're the busiest um, we've ever been at the moment in terms of how many students we actually reach out to and how many students we have through our doors and also the ones that we don't have through our doors but that we help through other means in terms of home education and, and other bits and bobs and stuff like that so yeah you know the school's grown massively and and I feel I feel like I've you know potentially grown with it which you know has been a a great experience for me
2: well that's you know that that's a really fascinating story actually josh so uh, i think most of our listeners will probably be familiar with the idea of an alternative provision so your your provision the academy of central bedfordshire is uh an alternative provision free school which was actually set up all your governors are head teachers which is quite a scary prospect i should think yeah they are yeah (laughs) you you serve children with a very uh variation of different curriculum models um, who have not been successful or for some reason are are really struggling with with mainstream. Some are there with you full time, some part time, if I'm right?
0: You are? Yes. Yeah, we have some full time, some part time. Uh, we have some that, you know, have unfortunately been permanently excluded from their, yeah. from their mainstream school. And we have, yeah. you know, we'll have them for, you know, X amount of years. And then we have some that come to us on what's called a group two package in which you know for whatever reason it's not working in their mainstream at the moment and to avoid that permanent exclusion on their record okay. they might come to us either full-time or part-time and you know they access our curriculum which you know is more vocationally better uh, vocationally based in terms of subjects um, and they can access those more practical hands-on areas of the curriculum um, okay. and yeah the smaller class sizes and and everything else that goes with it just helps them yeah it, it helps them to be able to cope with school rather than you know, in their, in their in their mainstream setting or their other setting, where for whatever reason it's not quite working out for them.
2: So, uh, as again, as I'm thinking about the theme of barriers, and I'm thinking about how this this works when we talk students, and if we we talk about about yourself first. I mean, you you have a story you've made fantastic. You know, career journey eight years to assistant head is is a, a pretty good rise by anyone's definition. I th- I thought I'd progress fairly quickly as a youngster, and that is that's way quicker than me that's really you know quite impressive but we'll um come to you in a minute when we we'll talk students in a minute and we'll talk Mm -hmm. about some of the things you do to lift their goals but let's let's have a look at let's have a look at you first of all so you've talked I've heard you talk about a few things um in terms of and when we talked about what barriers were we talked about sometimes people chasing the rain the wrong goals sometimes people not being in line with your the, back with their values it, yeah. it seems to me that you finding your way in the in the this uh, alternative provision with some of the things that you've just said about what you saw about the the other teachers when you were there has helped you not have those barriers because you are able to work in a school that's really in line with your values that's you know you're really connected with your truth and your purpose, that's the way that feels. Tell me a little bit more about about how that lands with you and what you how that feels
0: yeah, I mean in terms of values, you know our school values are achieving caring and belonging and okay. they all you know they all linked for all of our students and staff that you know we are all there to achieve together um, not yeah. just academically but as people um and uh the the sort of caring part comes for you know the, the, the students unfortunately for whatever reason in some in some circumstances maybe are not cared for or haven't been cared for in a particular way throughout their throughout their childhood and us as staff um i think you know a big part of you know what we stand for as human beings at the school is that mm. we we really care about the students and you, yes. know, you can't you can't work in that environment if your if your heart's not in it
2: um, no no and, and to what extent do you think being able to actually you know you've mentioned your heart very much heart-led To what extent do you think that having a a role here where it is very much in line with your values and you're led by your heart to to what extent do you think that that's helped you make such rapid progress to to where you're at today
0: yeah i think you know part of it has been that you know the school's grown and i've been very fortunate to have all these opportunities but at the same time i think (laughs) because my heart has been in it from the start um (laughs) i have been able to you know bring across you know, my passion for education and my passion for wanting to help, um, to help our students and, you know, seeing them, you know, every day and seeing their vulnerabilities and stuff like that, you know, really lands with, you know, the staff that work at the ACB. And, yeah. you know, that's you know something that we work towards every day is just to try and make their day a good day. And that's, you know, we take it day by day. Each day is different at the academy. Um, there are no two days the same, that is for sure um and yeah um for me i think it's just been about i've been very fortunate to learn from some very good practitioners that are still at the academy some have left um i think back to um the deputy head teacher that was there when i first started yeah um and you know he was a pe teacher by trade as well and i sort of looked at looked at him and looked at how he he managed himself on a day to day basis and stuff like that and the head teacher that's there now, um, the same, um, and a few other members of staff. I've sort of been fortunate enough to be able to learn from quite a few members of staff along the way and they I've had some good guidance and stuff like that. So, you know, that's helped me along along my journey anyway.
2: Well I think that's really fascinating. I think anybody that's listening that's thinking about career progression as a teacher, you've you know right. Josh you've referred there to luck quite a lot and i've i've been mm-hmm. fortunate i've had these opportunities <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, th- those opportunities have arisen and they've been ones that have, have fitted where you are and you you know you've talked about working with these role models that, that do align with who you are and who you want to be but but you've taken those chances and you've taken that learning
0: yeah um, and you know, there's been a lot, there's been enough challenges along the way, but I think, you know, it's my, it's my competitive P side. I've always wanted to be the, <laughs> the best version of myself and okay. I've always wanted to, you know, I've always enjoyed, um, you know, being presented with challenges and opportunities and, um, you know, it's been a lot of hard work along the way and there's a lot still to yes. go. Um, but I think, you know, if you put your mind to something, um, and your heart's in it and your head's in it. And everything's you know, right for you at the time, um, at the time, then you know those those opportunities can can grow.
2: And I think that is such a, a valuable lesson for anybody who is listening, who can hear from a really um, values-driven young leader about how they have made that they made that progress. So you say it has been a a rocky road there's been challenges and i don't think there's anybody who works in in education who's found that a, a simple just sort of breeze to get to a senior position like that um what what barriers have you faced and and how have you got over them what 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 challenges what barriers have been there
0: do you think i mean looking back to when i first started at the school in 2015 um the time it wasn't, it's very different to what it is now in terms of resorting. Okay. So, you know, even the basics for, you know, I was walking into a department that wasn't established, wasn't really set up, and yeah, the school hadn't yeah. been open too long. They'd had different staff in my role previously. Um, so I was almost starting from scratch okay. and I scratch as an NQT as well. Um, so,
2: oh, that is a I challenge.
0: Had, it was yeah and and you know there were some days i was thinking i don't know i'm not sure (laughs) i'm not sure if i can do it but actually i think you know i think it's just some some hard work and some determination and a lot of resilience uh, a lot of patience um you know i was just thinking back to when i first started in terms of just the basic equipment we just didn't have we didn't have much so lessons had to be a little bit creative and stuff like that with with what you had. um we weren't blessed with facilities either, unfortunately, at the school that uh, that I'm at. You know, at the time we didn't have, you know, we've got a fantastic media at each site now. Mm-hmm. We didn't have that before. We've got a gym now. We didn't have that before. Um, And then, you know, that was the challenge of, you know, being an NQT in an alternative provision. You know, I hadn't worked yes. in that setting and environment before, you know, and some of the stuff I saw in my first few weeks, I mm-hmm. I had never experienced before. No. you know i hadn't experienced that level of of crisis from a student i hadn't experienced um even the staff you know it it takes a it takes a certain kind of person to be able to work in in this environment and you know i hadn't been around that before um so that in itself was quite a big barrier for me because i was very much you know developing my my own sort of basic teaching yeah. skills along with having to to hone my skills in on on being able to to uh, teach effectively in a you know in that type of provision
2: so that's a huge challenge isn't it while you're there learning your craft as a teacher and that delivering curriculum content and and building relationships and and those things that are central to being a teacher you're not just learning that with a an averagely challenged class you know an averagely challenging class you're you're honing that skill with with extreme challenges in a situation where um, like you said the the facilities were still in the development stage it was a new school it, it was still there so there are enormous challenges and ones that you have overcome so again you've, you've you have mentioned some of the things that you've done to to overcome those and some of the key things that we, we've talked about about those use of the really good positive role models that you've you've had the chance to work with the learning the reflection What of the key things do you think have really enabled you to get to the the position you're at today?
0: Um, I think, as I said before, a lot of it comes down to um, myself as a person and, you know, what I believe in, what I, you know, want out of my career and what I want for the students. Um, And, you know, being able to work with such a wide range of, um, needs within our students is something that itself has been a barrier but also yeah. um it's been it's been fun it's been enjoyable you know I'm such yeah. a, a more well-rounded practitioner and person now yes um because of because I've had so many different experiences and um you know there's so much that's happened over over my sort of well nearly eight years at the school now um when I look back I think you know when you, when I got into teaching, I was like I didn't think half of those things would happen um, <laughs> no if I'm honest no um but yeah, you know it, a lot of it comes down to you know I think myself as a person you know having that having that resilience and having that um desire and hunger, um wanting to improve wanting to improve the school, wanting to improve you know the department um and you know the school' is in such a strong position now. Um, it's really good to see where we've come from and you know there's only going to be it's only going to continue to grow for the future so you know it is an exciting time actually. That is fantastic and the school is growing and is, is
2: strong because of people like you and I hear you use the word that uh, desire that uh, and again it is all about it seems to me and correct me if I'm wrong mm. but some of those things you've you've described are you, you've you called them barriers but in if in essence you have it's meant to you that that they've actually become just just challenges and you've got past them and it seems to me that it is all about that absolute value driven that purpose that knowing that that's there has turned these huge barriers into challenges that you've you've got through and have done a really you know made some amazing progress and i don't think i think this really highlights you can't equate experience with length of service because i've taught for oh, more than three times the amount of years you have and i think mm-hmm. you've probably seen more um certainly an experienced a number of things that i haven't even come close to in my teaching career so what what do you think about, about both of those things the experience and length of service and also that that values really pushing those barriers out of the way for you and letting you um get on
0: yeah, I mean, I think in terms of experience and length of service, um, I remember um, in, my, in my NQT year talking to my, um, my mentor probably around just before Christmas, just before my first review. Yeah. And he said, you know, how are you getting on and, you know, how are you finding the school? And um, he was giving me some feedback around, you know, bits and bobs and stuff like that. And I was like, honestly, in the last 10, <laughs> 11 weeks, I think I've learned more yes um than i did in my four years at university yes just because i was on the ground doing the job experiencing it um it it, yeah you know in terms of i learned more about you know how to deal with certain situations how to deal with students about building relationships and yeah um You know everything like that so yeah in terms of that so what was the second part of the question
2: and the same part was about um and again that's my fault for for loading up loads of questions josh when you're saying brilliant things you just said there's loads of stuff coming into my mind as you're talking i'm hearing you hearing things so um those huge challenges could be barriers and could have stopped and could have got in the way of, of you doing really well in your career but it seems to me that because your strong moral purpose those values are so strong that you've um got past those barriers and that's a, a, you know another route to your success
0: yeah you and think? a lot of it a lot of it unfortunately comes back to not unfortunately I won't say unfortunately but a lot of it has come back to my um my inner PE my inner yeah. PE teacher and, ah. and being, you know and wanting to become and wanting to never be beaten and always wanting to come through the other side no matter you know what what is what is put in front of me um another part of it is is also you know the outcomes for the students you know when they leave where where, whether they leave us in year 11 or whether they leave us in you know in the earlier years you know i think back to my childhood uh, i was very fortunate to have you know a great childhood and unfortunately the students that we have you know 99 percent of them unfortunately haven't had you know a stable upbringing you know there's lots of trauma and stuff like that and i just think back to you know um wanting to be able to to help them and you have to look at the end goal and you have to look at you know you're doing this for a reason you know the purpose of this is to to give them you know opportunities and to open I think we had some training this afternoon actually and it was um it was a head teacher from from a special needs school around the corner and she said that you know you're giving them the opportunity so that when they open the door you know they're opening the door to to you know a world of opportunity instead of if they hadn't have been with us and we hadn't have worked with them you know those opportunities might be limited and instead of having you know lots of choice and and chances when they when they leave education yes it may have gone a different way for them
2: and that again that itself is absolutely no I think that's key to to what you're saying here um, I'm really fascinated by the PE teacher as well and that drive in <laughs> there, but um, I'm, I'm also more in, interested, now, or as interested now in hearing a little bit about the students. So you, you started to talk about some of the barriers that your students face, and, and yeah, many are have extremely challenging circumstances. Um, and, again, really positive to hear you focused on making sure their life chances are really um, positively influenced by you. I just wonder without necessarily going into too much detail or sharing anything any any mm. reflections or thoughts that you have on the barriers that your students face and um, some of the things that you do at the ACB to to lift those barriers and move them
0: I think the first one is um the students that we get um feel like they failed feel like they failed okay. at school they can then you know they're not good at school they can't you know they can't learn um you know they've just you know, they've just been permanently excluded from a school they don't yes. have that they don't have that sense of belonging yes um and part of one of the things around lifting barriers is that we have a se- an assembly every week celebration assembly on a friday um and all the praise slips and rewards and stuff um that students have earned throughout the week all the positives um we have some sort of rewards in assembly and okay. we always say at the start of the assembly that we repeat the school values um, right. And that gives, and that gives every student just a reminder of you know what it is we're actually here for, um, and it does give them that sense of belonging because they do feel part of the group. Yes, you know they would have been the student that maybe didn't go to an assembly before. Yes, um, or you know because you know the yes. crowd's too big or whatever it might be. Um, some of the other barriers that we've got are, you know, students coming with to us with a lot of um, trauma. Um, they might have experienced. Obviously, I won't go into into deep. Yes, that, but um, you know, a lot of our students have experienced some trauma over the years. Um, you know, it could be that parents are going through a divorce, or you know. Um,
2: and what's some of your approaches on on that? Come from
0: um, low income households. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and and the, and the the biggest barrier that we're seeing this academic year um, has got to be around mental health and anxiety. Um, the amount of students that have you know come come out of the back end of COVID now that that have such um, sort of severe mental health needs and their anxiety is so high that you know them just making it into school that day, you know, is a success for them. Um, and some days that's you know. You know that's that's all we'll get out of our students. Some days it's just about yes. them to school, um, and so
2: that that's their measure of success. So what what I'm hearing about your you're addressing these these barriers, and then I'll I'll come back to you and, and hear a little bit more about about that. Is does that feel like they've failed because they've already been kicked out of school and you their work? Yeah really strongly to to address that that fear of failure and, and part of that is about emphasizing this success and that also feeling that they don't belong and if you've you've been um excluded from one school and we absolutely get that schools need to make that permanent exclusion decision sometimes yeah of course and, they definitely you know, do <laughs> totally and I, I you know i ex-head who has made that decision as well there's yeah and i know different opinions do exist um but then there will be that that not feeling of belonging and you through your assemblies and through your work build that i think you've obviously also um alluded to trauma and also challenges that come from um, low income but and, Mm. and then you've referenced mental health and anxiety and i know you'll have more complex things going on to support individuals but that's really interesting what you've just said then about setting measures achievable measures of success and if just getting into school is your achievable measure of success, tell me a little bit more about that and how that works with lifting barriers.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, we had actually had a discussion with a colleague earlier today and, you know, they've been struggling with um, with a student recently. And, you know, today they made it into their classroom. Yes. That's the first time they'd made it into their classroom in two weeks. Yes. And, you know, you know, we were celebrating that as a success. And I know that some people will, might be listening and thinking wow if that's you know your level of success but unfortunately you know for some of our students that is you know that is a big thing it can be a big thing you know um, totally. some of the other things you know some of the other things we do you know we're fortunate that you know we are on a much smaller scale so they do get more intense one-to-one support and um, we do have a very good pastoral team um, that you know s- s- sole job is to you know is to pick these students up um when they're feeling dysregulated and when they are maybe not in the mood for school that day shall we say um and they then put them into a a place and put them into a mindset where they can go into their lessons and they can access their learning um
2: so you lift that again that's about that lifting the barrier isn't it that's about addressing that dysregulation and then getting them so that they then can start to to access that learning
0: Yeah, and you know the biggest part of that is 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 relationships and building relationships. Oh, right! You know, being being able to build, being able to build that trust with a student is you know is absolutely imperative. You know, as I said, sort of earlier around, you know, the failure sort of thing around. You know, they haven't they haven't succeeded in education or they've had a negative experience of education. They don't trust. They don't trust teachers and yes they they probably have been permanent excluded for a very valid reason you know that is I would I would personally never argue with that um it's just that within within our setting um we have to we have to work with them to to try and give them a positive experience of of education and and building relationships and building that trust um, is is basically the foundations for everything that we do because without that um you know we can't we can't really make any progress and but once we've got that that's when we can start to see real you know real change within the student you know um we have lots of students that come to us um that after sort of like a week or so you know their parents are calling up saying you know he comes you know the the student comes home from school smiling or (laughs) the student comes home and tells us about our day you know we've never you know they've never these these parents and carers have never had that school from their child before um and you know it's those little bits that you know we like to you know you know we like to start the day with in briefing with these sorts of reminders for staff because you know it can be a tough and challenging place to work you know it's not easy at times but having these little reminders of of all these little small wins that we get um you know
2: i i think that's yeah that's absolutely um key isn't it you've you've talked there about trust and relationships as as being something that lifts those barriers for those children and you know those young people that you work with Um, and then you've also just talked about reminding your staff about those wins and about how that then is is really making a difference which which is uh, really important for barriers for them i think i've heard you saying josh
0: yeah definitely you know because um you know if we've had a challenging you know we might have even had a, cha- a teacher might have had a challenging lesson or we might have had a challenging afternoon or a challenging day um whatever it is you know those staff come back the next day and they're there to then do it all over again um, yeah. and you know we don't hold you know there's no holding of grudges there's no you know all we do is we work to repair that relationship with that student and then you know these sorts of you know the small wins we call them um they build up to something bigger and that gives you know i think that just gives the staff team the, the you know the confidence and and the, the ability to be able to go you know back into lessons and back into the corridors and back into school um and you know and to do it all over again that day um yeah. you know because you know in a long half term if yeah. it's you know if, it, if it's it's, it's a, a challenging job. It's a challenge. It's a it challenging job,
2: and you are doing an absolutely amazing job. And it's been fascinating hearing about your own your own journey um and how you have really navigated barriers, made them challenges, got past them, and you do the same for young people on a daily basis. And the, the staff that work with you, of course. So mm. you have been the most amazing, yes, Josh. Any final words on on barriers as a sort of summary and parting, and I'll let you get on to enjoy the rest of your evening.
0: Thank you very much. Um, I'm I'm guessing sort of a a final word would just be um, around resilience and remembering that, you know, remembering what the end goal is, remembering that, you know, the reason and the purpose that you got into teaching. Um, And, you know, hopefully that can, give you the determination to to overcome anything that that's it, that you know that, that comes across your path
2: josh what uh, what wise words um and i think resilience there that certainly is flagging up with me a whole um new potential show topic should we um be invited back to do any more and i love that yeah. about remembering the end goal and remembering what you're here for and and I wonder if that, throw that open to listeners. Yeah, when you're, when you're blocked, when you've got barriers, when it's all really challenging, why are you here? Why did you come into teaching? <laughs> yes. yeah, Josh, exactly. thank you so much. You have been absolutely amazing this evening. Um, and I've, it's been an absolute privilege to have you on the show this evening. Thank you so much.
0: No, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much for oh, the opportunity.
2: I'm so pleased. Lovely. Okay. Bye-bye, Josh. We'll say say goodbye to you right now. Well, how amazing to hear from um, what a great young leader eight years into his teaching career with such wise words about um, lifting your own barriers as a teacher when the goings get a little bit tough and we are all up against it. And we've, we've all been there whatever phase of our career we're in with teaching. Resilience. Remember the end goal. Remember why you're there. And hearing about those barriers faced by the young people that um, they work with at the alternative provision that is the Academy of Central Bedfordshire, with those, those students who quite understandably feel like they've failed, been permanently excluded, come from very, very, very complex homes with trauma, low income, with mental health, anxiety problems, to actually achieve success and be enjoying school. So I'd like to say a huge thank you to Josh. Um, I would also like to say a huge thank you to everybody else who has um, contributed, who's sent in any questions or who's who's made any comments, or even if you've just lurked there and listened while we've talked all things barriers this evening. Um, it's been a real pleasure to be here and be part of the Teacher Talk radio team. I'm going to sign off a moment or two early because we have... Um, The 7.30 show with James talking all about things AI in education and and really clearly being far more um, capable with tech than I am um, on at 7.30 on so to make sure he's got plenty of time to set up and to get in and to not eat into that i'm going to to say a goodbye so thank you for listening to all things barriers this evening as we have our twilight friday night wind down into the weekend thank you very much it is good night goodbye from me
1: you've been listening to teachers talk radio